Welcome to another edition of the Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association podcast. I'm your host, Levi Bristow, and this is your source for all things Kentucky High School Baseball. I'm excited to get this train rolling as we represent the sixth region today with Coach Jeff Bowles. Coach Bowles breaks down the culture of Bulldogs baseball along with in-game ways to handle when crap hits the fan and lots of other nuggets he drops that are music to a lot of our earbuds out there. That being said, also want to make sure you guys like us, subscribe us, review as we approach almost 2,000 listeners. Went from 1,000 to almost 2,000 in just over 10 days, which tells me one thing, it must be baseball season. Guys are out there listening, sharing, subscribing, so make sure you do, do it too. Share it with coaches. we got a travel ball coach who wants to learn some nuggets here and there, wants to learn what Mac Whitaker does and evaluating players for two weeks, wants to learn about Coach Porta and your long toss program, all kinds of things that all amazing coaches have discussed in this podcast since we've started. Also, make sure find us on Twitter at K-H-S-B-C-A-O-R-G, which of course is our website. Find us at that, along with message me personally, Levi Bristow, at Levi Bristow 21 on Twitter. You can message me, message the association. We also kicked off a great project I'm excited about, and that is if you know anybody that needs gloves, equipment, anything you think of, baseball pants, let us know. We're going to reach out to coaches across the state. I know we have stuff to give, and we're just trying to help those programs or kids that maybe can't show up to the baseball field with a, with a, with a nice glove or a decent glove or a pair of cleats. We can make this happen, coaches. I know we can. Let's launch this project. Let's make it amazing. Make sure every kid across the state of Kentucky has a glove, cleats, baseball pants. We can make that happen. That being said, let's go and get this program started. Well, Coach Bowles, how are we doing there, man? Great. How are you tonight? Doing good. So I'm excited to have you on the phone call. As I know, you're another Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association Hall of Famer. And um, so tell us about how you got started coaching. I uh, started coaching in 1985 at North Bullet. I was uh, Bill Robinette's assistant for five years there. I had no idea what I was doing. I think he probably had just about as much of an idea of what was going on as I did. He was 23. I was <laughs> 22. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's we awesome. Coaching guys, uh, four years uh younger than us and uh we had a good time though and uh, and and we weren't bad either we won the won the district our very first year and i think we got to the semifinal of the region i do believe uh that very first year that was a lot of fun so before you just got into coaching did, did you play at that high school or what no no i played at uh durrett high school it's where mail is now um it was part of the four high schools that closed in Jefferson County, Durrett, TJ, Westport, and Stewart, I do believe, were the four that all closed after the graduating class of 81. I graduated in 80. Uh, so they all closed uh, in, in 80, 81. Um, that's where I went to high school was Durrett and uh, went to Western. Didn't play there, but I never uh, I never got too far away from baseball and uh, and got the itch to coach because I just wasn't ready to not put a uniform any, on anymore. And uh, right. so uh, that's something I feel really, uh, really fortunate and blessed to still be able to do to this day. Um, and so I, I don't take it for granted. Uh, so a lot, it's a lot of work all year round, but uh, it's worth it, uh, if you ask me. So how many years have you, have you been at Bullet East? Uh, I started teaching at Bullet East in uh, 1988. 
Um, I retired in 2016. Uh, I now work with the uh, in-school suspension program. I run that uh, at school. So uh, the hours are very conducive to uh, uh, being able to coach still, still around the kids. Although I tell my kids that I don't want to see the, our players, I don't want to see them during the day. <laughs> so, so it works right, out pretty course. well. I, you know, still, uh, still, still in the building. Well, that's, that's pretty amazing. I'm sure that leaves plenty of time to, to uh, make Bulldogs baseball even better than what it has been the past, uh, past decade or so. Um, as far as, so as as far as as you're talking about East, so how would you describe the uh, the culture of a Bull East baseball player? And kind of let's make it a little different as far as other coaches I've asked them. Like, how has your culture evolved since you started coaching there? Well, uh, I've been very very fortunate to have fantastic assistants. Uh, Craig Sharp, who I played against whenever I was playing baseball, and, and not in high school, but in summer ball, his league played against ours, and we were played on a uh, all-star team and went to Florida when we were 18. Uh, he's been with me the whole way. We coached football together. I coached football abilities for 20 years. Uh, he coached uh, for, I think, seven years with me, um, football and baseball. He's been on my staff the whole time. I've had uh, uh, Scott Minogue who's been on the staff for, I don't know, 12 or 14 years. I can't keep track of Scott Johnson. Uh, Chris Ryan, the head coach at Butler, was – was our freshman coach for eight years. Uh, he oh, did a wow. fantastic job for us. It was just, I was so fortunate to have the continuity that we had. Chris was a, a, a senior my first year as head coach, and uh, I, I knew he was going to be a great coach uh, when he was playing. He yeah. was one of the first one there, last one to leave kind of guy. Always had his own bucket of balls. He would be in the cage, you know, at all hours, uh, hitting on his own and, and uh, I knew he was going to be a good one. I was so fortunate to have him on uh, on our staff. He's a he's a he's a fine teacher too. Uh, Coach Sharp, Craig, he he's a he's a fantastic uh, uh, special needs teacher. Um, and so I, I just uh, I never do take that for granted because uh, we've had such good help. Uh, that's what's helped make our culture what it is. We always treat the guys. Uh, like our own kids, uh, everybody on my staff has, uh, has boys, uh, multiple boys. Uh, and, uh, we tell the kids that we always, uh, we treat them like, uh, treat them like they're ours and we hold them accountable. And we always tell them if the uh, only thing they ever learned from us is baseball, then we failed them. You know, they're going to be, they're going to be husbands. They're going to be fathers. They're going to be employees, employers. And there's a lot more to learn while, while you're playing than just baseball. So as far as your, baseball calendar for Bullet East. Take us back to the fall. What's some of the first things y'all work out when the kids first get on campus? Well, in the fall, we usually start, uh, we go three days a week in the fall. Uh, we let them get acclimated to school and get their routine back down. We'll start probably the second week, school's in session. And we pretty much go three days a week until it gets uh, too cool outside to be comfortable and uh, to get things done. Then we go, uh, we go indoors. We're fortunate to have an a indoor facility in Mount Washington, uh, Kentucky Sports Academy, uh, about 10 minutes away from campus. And uh, we'll move our activities indoors then. We'll usually go into our strength and conditioning uh, portion of our program and usually work in November, December, January. And once February rolls around, we transition to our 
baseball activities, put the, uh, put the uniform back on practice uniform and kind of get going in that direction, start throwing some, some bullpens and, uh, working on some baseball things in addition to still continuing our strength and conditioning and, uh, kind of mesh those two together where the baseball activities, uh, override the strength and conditioning. And then we do go into a maintenance program. We try to keep intact throughout the, throughout the season. Right, man, that's, that's pretty awesome. Now, is that something that you all built upon in the past few years or what? Yeah, we, we, we've been working out at KSA. Uh, it, it was uh, Ninja Sports Performance. One of our uh, former players' fathers uh, actually opened it to start with, uh, uh, Brian oh, Ching. Nice. Brian Ching, his son Zach, who's a senior at uh, VCU now. He's uh, playing second base for him, hitting in the middle of their lineup and, uh, you know, working on a possible uh, draft spot next year. He's uh, off to a really good start this year. So he started, he opened the uh, facility and that just made a huge difference in our program, being able to uh, work out there. Uh, and just so many more reps. Uh, and I, right. first uh, few years I, I counted when the facility was open and we were working out there. I think we were 93 and 19 in the first four years that uh, oh, the man. place opened. That's amazing. So that, that was, uh, it's been a, it's just been a blessing. Uh, the kids have a membership that they, that they uh, have over there and they're, they go use the facility at any time. So we always tell them if the only time that they work out there is when we're together as a team, that they're really not getting their money's worth. So, right. uh, but uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll go from there into uh, whenever we can get outside, like you know, we were outside three days last week. Um, and so we just jump in and do that. And then when the weather dictates, we go back inside, like, like we were inside yesterday and today. So, uh, you know, just uh, whatever the weather lets us do, of course, everybody's in the same boat as far as that goes. Coach, now that we're in the spring part of the season, you know, with the initial parts of tryouts over with and moving forward, what are some things that you all are focused on before the season starts? Well, we're throwing bullpens. We got we got our feet on the ground literally, and then uh, as we w- work our way into our pens, we're we're throwing live to guys uh, indoors. Uh, we we threw live we scrimmage last week outside, uh, so that was nice to get those three days in. But uh, we uh, just like everybody else, we take what the weather uh, you know, gives us, and when we're inside, we're inside. When we're out, we're out. We try to make it as uh, productive either way. We t- I tell the guys that if we have to have practice in a phone booth. We need to find some way to get better uh, that day. <laughs> nice. And as far as uh, your, your all's team this year in your region, where, where do y'all think y'all are going to be roughly? Well, well, we we really have a bad taste in our mouth for how we performed our last game uh, in the regional final. And you know we, you know we have a big senior class that was uh, a big part of what we did last year. We had three three yeah. seniors last year. A big junior class last year but uh you know it's going to be tough uh replacing what those seniors gave us you know we have uh, uh three very very big contributors on a daily basis uh that we're going to try to fill the holes they left but uh we have a big senior class very talented and uh you know the, they know and we talk about it that uh, the, how that wasn't uh wasn't how we want to represent ourselves how the season went out it's one of those situations where the we had our guy throwing and yeah, we felt good about it. It just didn't work out for us, you know. Some, some, uh, as we call it, the monkeys got out, and the bad things started happening, and uh, it just we didn't minimize the damage. And so we want we want to get back there again, and we're uh, we, we talk about it, and and uh, that that's the goal. 
So uh, if you don't mind me expanding upon that as an experienced coach as yourself and a Hall of Fame coach, so whenever things start to hit the fan and it's the middle of the game, what's kind of the approach you, you find works out best for you and your team? Well, we always tell the kids to, to control what you can control, whether it is as a, as a hitter, as a, as a pitcher, you know, whatever the situation, you know, don't, uh, don't let outside things. And that's tough for a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid to do. It's, but we, if we talk it, we figure it will be easier to, to do. But, uh, uh, you know, control what you can control. And, you know, baseball is a game of a lot of failure. And just don't let, uh, you know, let, don't let a bat at bat uh, in the first inning. Or don't let an error, you know, you know, cause you to have another error. Or, you know, you walk a guy, hit a guy with two strikes or whatever. Don't let that, uh, you know, affect the next batter. So we try to reinforce that enough that, uh, you know, hopefully it uh, goes into play somewhere along the line. All right, so I like that. That's some, that's some graded. I love little in-game nuggets like that. It's something I feel like that I don't ask enough questions about, but especially from guys like you that have been there, done that over and over again for uh, for a long time that, it's great to hear, hear how you approach things like that. Um, so as far as once the season starts and we start playing games, what's kind of the way you like to handle your team as far as developing, as far as game to game? Is it, Do you try to see a lot of play, guys play early in the season or do you try to, you know, try to stick to the same guys? How, how do you approach your team once the season starts? Well, we always tell everybody's going to get an opportunity it, and, and we're always watching and they're, they're always being evaluated. You know, we, I, I tell them I evaluate them in, at school as they're going down the hallway. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> we, we talk about accountability. We talk about being able to trust them. And, and I want them to understand, you know, I, I need to be able to trust them uh, academically. Uh, I need to be able to trust them to behave themselves. I need to be able to trust them to get down a bunt when we need to get a bunt down. Uh, right. Be able to you know, read signs, uh, you know, just uh, – just be, be trustworthy 24-7, and I think that'll, that'll pay off on the baseball field. As far as uh, Bullity's baseball players, now, I know we had a, the first year as a head coach, I, I missed our game, our game got rained out. And last year when we played each other, I was in the desert playing soldier. But we, we didn't <laughs> it, score. We didn't score. You, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, of course, I, I was following the game by Game Changer in the desert in the front of a Humvee, I'm sure. That's how I watched most games last year. Um, and actually, it's for all the all the coaches out there that have never followed a Game Changer app, it's actually pretty amazing. You can put the sound button on. Yeah. And like somebody gets a base hit that has like the crowd going wild and stuff is actually, it's actually kind of cool. But, but, uh, but no, but anyways, as far as like your team developing, cause you guys seem to always play your best baseball towards the end of the year. That's one thing I've noticed with your schedule and your results. And, and of course in 2016, whenever it was coach Gerlach's last year with Oldham County, you guys beat them in state and then went to the final four. So what, what are some, some, maybe some traits or some characteristics you look for in the team? You think, okay, we got a chance to go pretty far. Well, you know, we, we talk the same, we talk about the same thing every year. Our goal is always to win the state championship. And, and we tell the kids that, uh, you know, we've not done it yet, but that still doesn't mean we can't talk about it. And, and right, of course. what we, what we think it would take to get there, you know, we've been to the final four twice uh, since I've been the head coach and my staff been in place. And, you know, we, we think that that right there says that, that we're capable. We have the, our communities behind us. Uh, you know, we have a, a good baseball community. I, I feel, and uh, yeah, I believe that that's not the goal. Then we're selling the kids short. Uh, but right, uh, that's 
And we, we were so close in 16, and we got beat one to nothing in nine innings in the semifinals by a team that lost one to nothing to St. X in the finals. So right. I just, you know, you always want to get back there again. And uh, it, I think if once you've been there, it's just it, it just eats, eats me up wanting to go back. It's, it was just such a great experience for the kids. And, and I want them all to experience that, at, uh, you know, during their career. So let's dive into that a little bit more, which you'll probably – it's fun to talk about when you win. So that year in 2016, Oldham County had a, a good, great pitcher by the name of Griffin McClarty, who was, this week was like – he's at College Charleston, was your conference player of the week, actually. And so obviously you knew going into the game you probably faced him. How did you all prepare during those uh, four or five days before you faced Griff? Well, speaking of Griffin, he, he played with my youngest son, Jacob, in the summer. And uh, they they were pretty good friends, and and as I saw the bracket shake out, and and I knew that you know that's who we would face. It was kind of funny because uh, you know I talked with his family a lot during the summer during games, and, yeah. and was very familiar with them. And and I, you know I don't know how much that helped us, but uh, it uh, right. yeah, we knew what to expect, and and we knew he threw hard. We knew he was a competitor and a, and, a, and a great player, and. Yeah, we were just uh, fortunate to come out on top that day. I, I, I think it was a little warm, if my memory serves me correctly, and uh, it. Uh, I think uh, that had a little out, outcome, a little effect on the outcome of the game. But uh, you know, it was just one of those things where it was our day, and it worked out for us. Yeah, it did. Um, all right, cool deal. So as far as um, once as you move towards the end of the season, again, kind of build up on a conversation. Is there certain traits you notice in teams that, that win versus teams that don't that you notice as a Bulldies coach or or maybe some areas of that you wouldn't think about as far as it makes teams successful? Well, I've always been very pleased with no matter what we ask our kids to do, they always put their best foot forward. I mean, we ask an awful lot of them, and I, and I, and I, sometimes I stop and, and I have to tell them that, you know, how much I appreciate them being that way, but sometimes the the – task at hand gets in the way and I probably don't I probably don't love on them enough like I should and, and tell them those things often enough mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you gotta you gotta reinforce you know how much you appreciate what they're doing and you know, and I want to make sure they they enjoy baseball and they appreciate it while they can while they can play some of them take their uniform off for the last time after their last game of their senior year and and some are fortunate enough to go on and get to play after that but I just want them to you know just enjoy it and cherish it and and when they come back for their 10, 15, 20, 25-year reunions, I want them to talk about baseball. I, I tell them that they're not going to remember what they made in chemistry probably or, or, if, or <laughs> what, what yeah. they made in, in, in calculus or algebra. They're going to talk about, you know, baseball with their buddies, you know. And, yeah, of uh, course. Things like that because I, I think that I, I'm at that age and a little beyond, and that's that's what I remember and because I enjoyed my baseball. And, and now that those – Memories are so so distant for me. It's the it's the seeing the guys now that I that I enjoy about it. You know the guys that come back that have played in the past, and you know and having things like alumni games and things like that. That's just those things are special to me. So if I'm a my name's Le- Levi Bristow. I'm a junior Bulldogs player. It's my first day of baseball practice. I just transferred in from Oldham County, and uh, I show up. What can I expect to do to warm up, practice? How's that, how's that going to look like? Well, if you just show up the first day, and first of all, I have to make sure you have a physical on file so I don't get myself okay, in trouble. Okay, that's right answer. Okay, good. <laughs> Hope my administration listens to this so they can know I do yeah. things. Uh, I'll uh, tag them. 
well, I'm going to ask you where what where you like to play, and uh, okay, and uh, find out where you're comfortable, and, and and just probably talk baseball, and and we like to to assess a guy's baseball IQ. Uh, I'll ask you who your favorite team is, who your favorite player is. You know, when's the last time you've been to a game, and you know, just things like that to find out what type of uh, baseball right. person person you are. You know, we always we've had a couple kids in in the past that were just walking encyclopedias, and they were so much fun to be around. We'd, we'd ask them trivia questions and things like that, and and it's those guys that have the real high baseball IQ. And unfortunately, those kids are fewer and far between these days because you know it doesn't happen as fast and sometimes we get guys that, that have been playing since they were five and they just don't know any different. That's why they play. And, and mm-hmm. sometimes you question people's love for the game uh, and, and the passion they have, as opposed to, it's just something they've always done. And so that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to find out as much as I can find out about you and your baseball background, just by talking to you, then we're going to, you know, we're going to look at how you wear your uniform and, and how you warm up and things like that. And I think you can learn a lot probably in, 10 or 15 minutes about a guy uh, just by looking at him. That's so true. That's so true. Usually your best players are the ones that are most organized and oh, yeah. they have intent with everything they do and they're, you know, they're, they're on a mission. So it's actually funny. We had, we had Griffin come back this, he came back in the fall and worked winter break. And uh, I had talked to the boys and, you know, he was in the Cape Cod league all summer playing and pitching. And, and I was like, so what's the biggest thing difference you see between like the, college player versus the ones that are, you know, your typical college players that are not and play the Cape Cod League with a bunch of draft picks, you know, future draft picks. And he was yeah. like that they don't waste any reps. You know, every pit, every throw and and, and and getting loose and everything has purpose and intent. And it's just that the focus is just on another level. So I thought that was pretty awesome to hear him say that. That's funny because we, we were talking intent yesterday uh, after after workouts. Because you know we got some younger guys, the sophomores work out with uh, with the juniors and the seniors, and 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 we, we talk about intent with those guys. Uh, Coach Sharp brought that up and, and really uh, pounded on that for for a few minutes at the end of practice. It's uh, in our parting parting notes. Yeah, intent, intent with everything. We try to try to say that all the time, but uh, you know, some kids do it, some don't. But right, yeah, I guess that's what separates the the studs from the. The duds. That's right. A, that's we, a free we, rhyme right there. Right. We talked we talked <laughs> uh, we talked today as a matter of fact about you know, if you go seventy percent long enough, you eventually think that's your hundred percent. And so, you know, don't get caught up in that and, and we'd rather you take twenty five great cuts with intent than seventy five just pedestrian go through the motion reps. So as far as uh your Let's talk about this a little bit, Coach. It's a kind of new subject. As far as your alumni, how do you keep in contact with your alumni? When's your alumni game, and how do you all handle your alumni? We we haven't been regularly doing an alumni game, but we're going to do one this this year, the day after Derby, and we're going to try to make it a regular thing. We're we're opening a uh, a new clubhouse this year. Hopefully, it's going to be ready oh, for nice. the first game. And we've it's kind of funny, you know, all the success we've had in the past, our kids dress in the parking lot, they dress in the uh, dugout, they dress wherever they can dress, and they're just there. And, and now we're going to have something that's baseball only, really special. We've, we've fundraised for it. We've taken care of it, uh, you know, I've dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's. And, and uh, we have a, a, a former player's dad that's a contractor that's, a, that's a, taken the bull by the horns and just done a fantastic job at 
And that's amazing. It's uh, it's it's almost there, and I can see the light there in the tunnel, and I'm getting anxious. But uh, you know, we're gonna <laughs> have that to show off to the alumni and and uh, sell them a personalized brick, you know, to help uh, oh yeah, finish the project and things like that, and just uh, come back and have a good time and and uh, get back on the baseball field, put the uniform on again. That's awesome. That that's clubhouse. That's some of the guys you're proud of, and oh, yeah. horrible. We have so we have one that we've kind of inherited that was a uh, old shop garage, but I'm not getting that a whole, whole lot. But it's it came out pretty well. Same thing that assistant coaches contractor and he made it all happen. Right, it's and, some some place uh, you can call home. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. So as far as kind of wrapping this up, coach, as far as our association, and I know that if you listen, I know you said you listen to Coach Miller's recommendation about class system um, and some of the other recommendations as far as like having, you know, more high school coaches being speakers at the convention. What are some things you think that could help maybe help our association out or baseball across the Commonwealth? Well, it has grown a lot. Um, and I think that the guys that are kind of hold everything together, the ones that have been around a while, there's a lot and have continuity in, in where they are. And, you, you know, you know, the coach Whitakers and the Millers, you know, you know, each year where they're going to be and, and, uh, that kind of thing. And, uh, and I really like Coach uh, Coach Miller from McCracken. His point about the class system, you know, and I think it would help baseball in the state because you know if if uh, three or four more teams can win a state championship and and it gives more people hope and things to work for, and you know you might get uh, coaches staying around a little longer if they yeah of course and uh, you know I think it'll have a trickle down effect that would, that would really help. I mean. As far as we go, I mean, we'd be in the biggest classification uh, in the state, so it really wouldn't make a difference for us personally. But I think for baseball in the whole, as a whole in the state, it would uh, it would make a difference. Yeah, when he said that, I was kind of he goes, "I'm a, people may get mad about this," but I was actually blown away when he said that. Plus, you know, he has a great perspective because he's been sure he's coaching two other states, right? You know, so it's interesting to see that point of view. Well, is it is it us in Rhode Island, the only two states that don't have classifications for baseball? I, I, think i've read that or heard that somewhere along the line that maybe that's a great question i tell you what next podcast we'll kick off the answer episode or kick it off and maybe that's true (laughs) i don't know as i I tell people i'm not afraid to say i don't know but i'll I'll get the answer for you okay well i'm I'm curious to hear that for sure one way though that's i I heard that but uh that would be sad if it's true but uh you know sometimes i think we're a little behind in some areas uh but uh a lot of good guys keep uh, keep plugging away and we can make things happen. Well, that's true, Coach. Well, hey, Coach Bowles, I appreciate having you in the podcast. Thank you for uh, working through my the listeners, and we'll get to hear it out there. My daughter's heart is screaming in the <laughs> middle of our episode. You know, that's so okay. she's, I'm, she's... I'm just happy my dogs were all still asleep and they just laid here and listened. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say there sounds like some good dogs, but my daughter's sound asleep now, so the world's good. But uh, we appreciate you and everything you've done with the association, and uh, I look forward to playing you again this year, man. I look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Wow, what a great episode by Coach Bowles. I love the fact that no matter what happens, he keeps his calm, cool, and collective personality, doesn't try to get too high, too low. Also about his calendar, breaking it down as a fall, the way they attack things, and the importance of having an indoor facility. I know that's something that we all can't have, but, you know, again, maybe some coach out there reach out to local 
local facility and try to get those more reps is that obviously it helps. This is their win-loss record went way improved dramatically after that, that short period when they got that indoor facility to work with by one of the parents. That being said, we're looking to add sponsors for our podcast. Way to bring money in to help the association and also to use it in our project as far as gloves and cleats and whatever way our, our administration or I should say our board feels like it's best used. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it and never stop learning.